Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. I'm joined today, not by my usual co-host, but instead by Armando Vivancos. Armando is our uh, leader of our life groups in our church. He oversees our life group ministry here at Harvest Jacksonville. Rick has got the week off, and so Armando is filling in, and uh, he's married to Maria. They've been part of our church here for several years. About eight years. Eight years? Okay, great. So I appreciate you stepping in for Rick. Matthew chapters 21 through 28 this week, which means we're finishing the book of Matthew. Well, the theme of Matthew has been and is the kingdom and this king, Jesus, and he talks a lot about the kingdom. Matthew uses the word kingdom 55 times in the book of Matthew, far more than the other three gospels. This is the focus. Matthew's writing to a Jewish audience primarily, seeking to convince them that Christ is the expected, long-awaited, and expected Messiah. So in chapters 21 through 28, of course, the high point for us is the events leading up to the cross, and of course the cross, the burial, and the resurrection being the most important part of this story, because that was the reason why Jesus came to this earth, to live the perfect life we couldn't live, to go to the cross, to be the atonement for our sins, to bear the wrath of God on our behalf, to be buried and then rise from the grave, conquering death and hell for us, that we might have eternal life for those who believe. So what did you get out of this section of Scripture, Armando, as you read it? Well, basically what you were saying as well, the um, Matthew bringing out Jesus as the Messiah that was prophesied through the Old Testament, the Messiah that the the people were waiting for at that time, that uh, a lot of them didn't see him, even when he was right there in front of their face. They didn't recognize him. Uh, maybe they didn't want to recognize him, right? Or they just um, totally denied mm. what he was saying, who he was. So, and the way he also responded to the um, religious leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the lawyers of that of that time, always trying to test him, always mm-hmm. trying to throw his own words back at him, or put him through some kind of litmus test to see, you know, if this guy really knows what he's talking about or, you know, if he's really trying to deceive these people like we hear mm-hmm. and let's see if he's really telling what, the, what he's really saying is the truth. For example, in um, chapter 22, when the, the, the text or the section when he's talking to the Sadducees about when they're questioning about basically will there be marriage in heaven? Mm-hmm. Um, that story about the, the one, the, um, let me just read it if you don't mind real quick. Yeah, and you're, you're uh, reading from the Christian Standard Christian Bible, Standard the CSB. Bible, yeah. I'm following along in the King James Version. So. Yeah. Okay, and it starts there in, um, in chapter 22, and for, uh, starting with verse 23. That same day, some Sadducees who, Sadducees who say there is no resurrection came up to him and questioned him. Teacher, Moses said if, if a man dies having no children, his brother is to marry his wife and raise up offering for his brother. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first got married and died, having no offspring. He left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second also and the third, and so on, to all seven. Last of all, the woman died. In the resurrection, then whose wife will she be? I'm sorry, in the resurrection, then whose wife will she be of of the seven? For they all had married her. Remember that movie going way back before our time, even, Seven Brides for Seven yeah, Brothers? Yeah. This is One Bride for Seven Brothers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then on, in verse uh, 29, Jesus answered him, You are mistaken because you don't know the Scriptures or the power of God. Here he is, right in the face of these 
so-called religious leaders. Mm -hmm. And he's telling them, you don't know God. You don't right. even know the scriptures. And they right. all puffed up because they, you know, their, their whole pride, their whole thing was, we know the scriptures better than the people do. Right. You know, we're the teachers. We're the lawyers. We know the law of God. We know the Old Testament better than anybody. And here's Jesus saying, no, you don't. Yeah. You don't even know the power of God. Mm -hmm. So he goes on and says, For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. Now concerning the resurrection of the dead, haven't you read what was spoken to you by God? I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not of the he is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. There's an example right there. Mm -hmm. He got in their face right there, and he told them who they were, who, right. they're, who they're pretending to be. And then here, let's go back to, and then go a little bit further here. Um, in, in verse 41, again, with the Pharisees were together. While the Pharisees were together, Jesus questioned them, what do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? Here he's right there. He's asking them right there, mm -hmm. giving, them, giving them a chance to, to respond. They replied, David's basically saying that the Messiah came from David. David was the, implying David was the father of the, of the Messiah. He asked them, how is it then that David inspired or inspired by the Spirit calls him Lord? At that time, Lord meaning uh, Lord or Adon or a deity. Mm -hmm. The Lord declared to my, and, he's, and he's, um, he's reciting here Psalm 101, I think one through four, I believe. Okay. The Lord declared to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David calls him Lord, how then can he be his son? No one, then he says here, this is the part I love. No one was able to answer him at all. Mm -hmm. And from that day on, from that day, no one dared to question him anymore. Yeah. They didn't even dare. They yeah, said, well, we better leave this guy alone. So you have in this chapter, you have referenced both, you've referenced the two major denominations in Judaism yep. in that time. Yep. And they had major differences, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Yep. They were both struggling with what to do with this Jesus guy because he wasn't fulfilling their expectation of who Messiah would be, even though there was rumblings that this could be the Messiah. Yep. Uh, I think back to, I know this is not in our section of Scripture for this week, but it was last week's reading. Um, if you go back to chapter 16... Verse 1, this is fascinating. It says, The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, and tempting desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven, referring to Jesus. They're testing Jesus, wanting a, a sign from them. And that's an interesting passage to read. We won't get into it. But in that instance, they came together. And I heard it pointed out years ago, the Pharisees and Sadducees, they didn't always get along. They were considered rivals and almost like uh, religious enemies, yep. even though they were both they were they were Jews. And we come sometimes maybe have a simplistic view of, of Judaism, like a person's a Jew. That means that's just a Jew. Well, there's denominations, for lack of a better term, there's denominations within Judaism today, different types of Jews today that have different beliefs. It was the same back then. Just as there's different types of Christians, different types of Muslims. So there was not everybody agreed in regard to teaching and doctrine. These were the two major, not political parties, but religious groups during that day. There was also a political edge to this because um, the Roman government gave them a measure of authority to rule the people. Mm -hmm. So they have governing power over people in Israel as well that was granted to them by the Roman government. Say, you guys can rule yourselves. 
that's why when you get to the story of the crucifixion during the Holy Week, you've got um, you know both Pontius Pilate and Herod. One one of one of them is the leader of the Jews, Herod. The other one, Pontius Pilate, represents the Roman government, and you had both officials being sought after in this decision about whether, about whether Jesus Christ could be crucified. You had the kind of religious authority, and they had a certain level of authority, but then you also had the the uh, the national or international government, right, with the Roman Empire, right. the empire's government that was giving granting them. The Romans ruled things, truly, but they were granting uh, that that made for peace if people could have a level of self-rule. So I know we're getting way off topic here, but bringing it back, these were the two major groups that were that were really providing the leadership to the people in Israel when Jesus was there regarding their religious beliefs. And in both cases, the vast majority of the leaders in both of those two religious groups did not accept or embrace Christ as the Messiah when he came here. They actually not did not just not embrace him, they actually opposed him. Yep. And and you've given us two two examples of where they were trying to make him look bad. Well, in the one case they were trying to make him look bad. In the second case, like with the Pharisees, Jesus was giving them an opportunity to, right. you know, look, I'm here. Yep. Who do you think the Messiah is? Exactly. And the Sadducees didn't right in front believe in resurrection. Yeah. So they went, They were testing him on that. So right. Let's see what he thinks about what he thinks about this resurrection. He again, he got in his face, in their face. Yeah, and and, and he was able to use the scripture to point exactly. out to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you mean? There's no resurrection. I am the God. Right. Abraham and jo- Jacob, uh, Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? There's no past tense there. He says, "I am the God of it." They're they're alive, mm-hmm. though they are dead. Yet they are living, because we're all going to live after death. Which and is how could David be de- the Messiah's father if the Messiah's Lord? Yeah, right. If he's deity, he's God. How can he be his father? Right. Yep. So that's what they were questioning. Yeah. So the Pharisees so, were going with yeah. So, yep. uh, good stuff. Thanks for joining us for Sound of Truth Bible Chat. We invite you to join us next time as we continue to dig into God's Word. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2021.